When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle beats Southampton 3-2 up at St James's Park. And this is the match review. I'm going to be joined by a football editor, Mark Douglas, and a chief sports writer, Lee Ryder. We'll discuss everything that went on in the game, which was just a little bit entertaining. All that to come on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle 3-2 winners over Southampton. And what a game it was. In a moment, we'll hear from Lee Ryder, who was up at St. James's Park. We're just going to bring in our footballer to Mark Douglas first. Mark, what an afternoon of football drama of the highest quality. Uh, Newcastle finishing the game with nine men sending off, injuries thrown in. And they've scored three goals as well, which is a rarity for Newcastle. I mean, where do you start with all that? Well, I mean... it, it also was a typical Newcastle United, wasn't it? You know, that nothing ever comes easy to, to the football club. Um, there were three or four occasions, I think, on which you felt they'd done enough to to win the game. I mean, John Joe Shelby, just before James Ward-Prowse scores, should have made it 4-1. It would have been a, a straightforward afternoon. It would have been no less than they deserved at that point as well. They were attacking really well. Um, you know, I think we'll probably move on to it later, but, you know, how, how much of a difference has it been in the last four games um, they're actually attacking but at that point you're sort of thinking this, this game's Newcastle's to win I can't see any way back into it for Southampton they're all over the place at the back and then suddenly what happened happened and and, and Newcastle had to kind of go to a different place to to to, um, to see out the win I think that's what's really what, what today has done I think is answered quite a few questions about whether this squad are with the manager whether um, you know the, the, they still have that ability to bounce back I think that's what I was most worried about after the Aston Villa defeat in particular, it felt like, you know, it was gone. Where was the team spirit? Where was the the sort of the the um, ability to dig in? But, um, you know, maybe we've kind of learned over the last few weeks that you write this Newcastle United group off at the peril and maybe you write the head coach off at the peril as well. He's um, he certainly, I think, conjured up something. But it, it was just fantastic. And the one regret I have is that, you know, that there were no fans in the ground today and there's nobody in the city centre tonight drinking it dry because it would have been one of those... Saturday nights that just would have, you know, would have been absolutely fantastic. And it's just such a shame that's not there. But, you know, having said that, we're all sort of pretty down at the moment. I think about the lockdown and the weather and everything. And it's just nice to have something like that to watch because it was a terrific game. And we've we've, we've sat through some absolutely horrendous Newcastle games in, in 2021 so far. And actually the last few weeks, last week or so, was actually been totally different. And today was, it was a terrific game. You know, I don't think we would have been saying that if they'd have lost at the end of it, but now they've won. It was a great, great entertainment and, um, you know, just a really uplifting way that they actually, uh, they stuck with it right to the end. It's interesting you mentioned the, the performance shows, I know they're still backing Steve Bruce to players because there was several points in the game where they could have folded. You know, you've got the uh, the first goal by Southampton, which was a wonderful effort, which brought them back into the game. Callum Wilson going off injured, uh, Manquilla going off injured. Uh, and then Shelby missing the chance. Then 
you know, then them getting a second goal through Ward Faust and then Henrik getting sent off. Like there's so many examples of where you, you think, goodness me, they could have really just collapsed there. But, you know, they stuck together and got three vital points. Yeah, I think I think what's really interesting is, you know, the, the way that there's, there's one or two or three sort of players, I think, today that deserve, uh, you know, a whole heap of credit. I mean, Isaac Hayden, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. To be honest, all of them, apart from, you know, Jeff Hendrick, who, who you know, I don't want to hammer him too much because it, it but it was it was silly what he did. Um and and you know he did put he did put a heck of a lot of pressure on, on the Newcastle team as well. Obviously they lost I think I think losing Callum Wilson, you know, the momentum just shifted straight to Southampton. But then you had Miguel Almiron, who I thought was a talisman today, absolutely superb. You know, he's had a lot of stick this season at times, you know, is he producing enough? Is he you know, is, is he doing enough? But I think he's been outstanding the last few weeks and he was brilliant today. Absolutely brilliant. You know, he was recruited by Rafa Benitez because because of the, the effort that he could put in defensively as well as going forward. And, you know, and, and he's still, they're still getting the best out of him in this, in this system as well. And, you know, what I think, what I think is really, really great, like you said, you know, there were so many occasions, I think, on which they could have, you know, that they, they could have folded. I felt when, um, about 70 minutes, wasn't it? Where, where I felt Southampton had blown themselves out and I thought, you know, they look as if they're running out of ideas, Southampton. And sure enough, when they started to sort of put the balls out wide and, and, and swing them in, I thought Newcastle will, Newcastle will not concede playing like this, you know, especially once they brought Paul Dummett on, who, who was was great, you know, it was brilliant that Paul Dummett came on and played the way he did because he was, you know, his cameo was, was, was brilliant. Sometimes you, a cameo like that is just as good as a sort of match-winning um, kind of goal scoring cameo isn't it as, as, as much as anything but it was yeah it was a real a, a real one for, for those people who say that you know this team spirit is 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 um, is there at Newcastle at the moment because they, they needed it they needed it today um, because you look at the, the runs coming up the players that they've lost as well um, you know it, it's been um, you know it's been a long time coming but, but you know it was brilliant it was really really good to watch I didn't even mention the fact that Cher went off injured as well and it looked a nasty one uh, Steve Bruce spoken about the three injuries have picked up there all described them as awful so we'll wait until next week to really see the yeah. impact but be a big loss but you mentioned Paul Dummett there you know he made the most clearances and when he came on and it, it, it was a point in the game which some maybe looked at and thought well Anson Maxman's going to be the outlet you know they're going to back against the wall get the ball clear give it to him and he can get up the pitch you bring Paul Dummett on, you're just inviting that pressure even more. But it, it paid off and it was a mm. it was a great move by Steve Bruce. Yeah, and he got a lot of stick, let's be honest. I mean, you, you know, you can watch the reaction in real time now. Um, and it's fair to say that, you know, I don't think Steve Bruce is getting too much credit for anything on, on, on social media at the moment. And, you know, when he made that decision, I think there was quite a lot of people ready to climb in on him and say, you know, what are you doing? What What's, what's this decision? But, you know, credit to him because Paul Dummett came on and he sort of, embodied everything they need everything they need there. there was no way um uh Southampton were getting past him in that last few weeks and, and you know look I know that um I know that Steve Bruce you know I think deservedly got some you know, stick for uh, this run of games you know I, I'm not I, I don't I don't sort of re- regret giving him some of the you know or not giving him stick but, but being uh, critical of some of the decisions that were made some of the ways that the team was setting up but I think we've got to we've got to look at Last week in particular, and they were lucky, I thought, against Crystal Palace. He made some mistakes at the end. I think they're throwing all the players on. But he got it right today, right from the fact that Joe Willock started, um, which, you know, again, a lot of people were sort of saying, oh, well, what have the Longstaffs, you know, what have Matty Longstaff done wrong and Joe Willock's coming in? Joe Willock looked absolutely, you know, 
exactly what Newcastle needed today, you know, running in late. They haven't had a player like that since. I mean, it, it, there were elements of sort of, you know, Vinaldum about the way that he was playing today. Um, you know, really, really good. Um, and he's a player that Newcastle have pushed really hard to, to bring in. Bruce has pushed really hard to get in. Um, so I think he got things right today. And obviously we look at Graham Jones coming in and, and it's clear that it's helped um, because the team are playing better. But I think to put everything on Graham Jones is is just not fair. And and to be perfectly honest, a little bit churlish, I think as well. You know, I think you've got to criticise when they deserve it, but you've also got to praise when, when they deserve it as well. And, um, you know, whatever happens from here. And I think, you know, I've written a couple of pieces this week saying that the bigger issues for Newcastle United as a football club are not, necessarily going to be whether Steve Bruce stays or not. It's going to be whether this takeover um, happens or not. In the meantime, in the short term, they need to stay in the Premier League. They needed Steve Bruce to pull out the results that he has done over the last week. Um, and we can start to look forward a little bit to the next few few weeks. It's got some tough games coming up. Um, but that win was absolutely vital. Look again, Fulham have dropped points today. I don't think, and I haven't thought, since Newcastle won last weekend and Fulham didn't win, um, even though in midweek, you know, I know they did, and Newcastle didn't win as well. I just didn't think, I just don't think any of the teams in the bottom three are going to get results. I didn't think even before today they were going to get the results to overturn Newcastle's advantage. Um, I definitely don't now. I mean, I look at it today, Fulham have again drawn today. I know they've got they've got a game in hand, but I just can't see them them getting back. They're not as good a team as Newcastle either. Newcastle still got a lot of those teams down there to play as well. Um, I think Newcastle will be safe now. Um, I think we can start to look forward, and, and it is now an opportunity for, for for Steve Bruce to prove that this last few weeks is, you know, it, it it's a sign that he can progress. Because I wrote that off a few weeks ago and said, I think it's been proven that he can't turn the team forward because it'd been 19 months, I think, of of him not being able to do it. Well, last four games have been have been a real surprise and um, a pleasant surprise at that. And you sort of say. Let's, let's see what they do because they're playing a lot more on the front foot and that's all we've ever asked of them you know um, I know it's, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of hurt feelings I think at Newcastle United not hurt feelings but there's been a lot of you know a lot of bruised egos at Newcastle United about the way that they've um, you know, things have been said in the last few weeks but all we've ever kind of wanted is this and you know you've got to say that maybe if there wasn't a bit of pressure on them to, to change the way that they were playing maybe they wouldn't have done it um, so you know great that they are and I think all we want all we want is a team to win and play like today and that's all the fans want that's all anybody associated with Newcastle United wants long may it continue because when you look at them playing like they did today um, it's uh, you know they're halfway there when they put in that kind of effort and they play like they did today Fingers crossed I mean the important thing as well they've got to build on it haven't they? they've got to make sure that it's not just one result then a defeat then a draw they've got to make sure that they continue to, to put in these performances and get all three points you mentioned Willock there and he spoke after the game. Um, he was asked about his goal and he said, you know, he'd spoken to St. Maximum about pulling the ball back into the box and that's where he'll be. And I just think that is an amazing thing for a lad who's just come into the club. He's gone to the club's best player and said, right, you, you, this is what I want you to do for me. He's a young lad. I mean, and it's paid off, but you've got to have confidence in yourself to be able to do that, haven't you? Yeah, and and what's what's really nice what's really nice about him is that you know he's 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 not I think I think he came and and some people were sort of saying about him well you know he can't get in the Arsenal team and you know what we do and and, and I understand that you know I, I've, like I've said before I'm not sure sometimes about developing other players for for other teams that you know there's there's debate to be had about that but when when you're in a situation Newcastle are in you need you need to bring people in but 
he's not a novice really because he's played quite a lot of, played quite a lot of games for Arsenal really when you look at it he's not been a regular starter in the Premier League but he's played a lot of games in the Europa League um, in the League Cup and he has played in the Premier League as well so he's kind of coming in you know with with that sort of you know he's almost played I think 50 games for Arsenal you, know, you don't do that if you're a mug and um, you know he, he's come in he's full of confidence um, he spoke well I think when he came in and and like you said, he's certainly not short of confidence. He'll enjoy playing in a team with Alan St. Maximum when he's playing like St. Maximum is. Um, and yeah, I, what I think's nice about him, what I think's really nice about um, Willock is that he's got, you know, he's got that really happy knack of wanting to press forward with the ball, but he's also does a lot of work off the ball as well. So he's able to, he's able to offer that and he maybe give somebody like John Joe Shelby a bit of protection Um because you know, John Joe Shelby kind of has needed that box for box midfielder going going up and down. They haven't really had anybody like that since Modi Army left. Um and uh, you know, they've sort of got it now. Look, Sean Longstaff I don't think has really done that job this season as well as he could. Not Matty Longstaff's done it in the couple of games that he's played, but for whatever reason he's not involved. So um so great great to see him in there. And you know, the first goal that'll do him the world of good to um <laughs> score early on. And you know, hopefully let's let's see a profitable partnership coming on. And and there's obviously a chance that Willock you know, could even be back next season, which I think would be um, it'd be really good. Most certainly. I mean, you mentioned there's attributes. You know, he made the most tackles, but he also made the, the, the most key passes. So, you, you know, he's shown both sides of his game. And I know they're under a lot of pressure towards the end of the game, but he adapted really well. Obviously got a, a mature head on his shoulders despite his age. So, you know, a good platform for him to build on. You mentioned Anson Maxman there, his first start since November. Back in... Uh, obviously set up uh, Willock's goal and got another assist as well. I mean, he is the difference, isn't he? And it's it's great to see him back um, in full flow. Uh, obviously, he went off for Paul Dummett, as we've mentioned, so he'll get a bit more of a rest than, than some of the others. What did you make of his performance today? Yeah, really good. Um, what's been really nice about St. Maximus, I think we were, we were all sort of worried that, you know, the COVID situation that, that he had seemed to be really kind of worrying from the way that Steve Bruce was talking about it. And, and you did wonder whether whether he'd be able to, you know, his game is quite a lot about sprints. It's about um, short bursts with the ball. You know, the way that he plays um, requires him to be quite athletic. And you, you were a bit a little bit worried whether he'd lose a bit of that swagger. Um, and because you forget, of course, before he had COVID, he was actually going to be dropped by Steve Bruce um, for the Palace game. He wasn't due to play that game anyway. He was going to be dropped because um, he wasn't playing that well. And then you kind of look at how he's, Come since he came back into the team, he was good against Villa when he came on. He was a you know, the bright spark. I mean, Steve Bruce got a lot of um, um, criticism, I think, for saying that he was encouraged by the way that played when he came on. But he did play okay in that game. Did well when he came on against um, Leeds as well, and then uh, and then obviously against Everton, he was he was good when he came on as well. Set up the goal today. I thought you know it was exactly what Newcastle needed. It kind of tailor made game for him because Southampton are you know, quite an open team. You know they they play. They play on the front foot. They try to press a little bit. And um, today he was just able to exploit those spaces. He wasn't able to do it against Southampton in the away game when when the sort of foot boot was on the other foot. But he, but he was able to do it today. And he, he'll go to Chelsea next week. And I think he'll probably fancy himself in that game because they'll get a bit of space there as well. Um, it's ironically, the next two games are probably, you know, suit him quite well because he'll, he will, uh, you know, we'll be able to do it. And if Newcastle play on the front foot as they did, you know, they're going to concede goals, probably a few more goals than they have done recently. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd say absolutely brilliant that he's back because he is the key. He's the talisman. You look at their record when he starts and when he doesn't start and it's night and day. It's clear that he's 
so crucial to this team um, because when he's in it, they win games, they draw games, they lose a lot less. When he's not in it, they tend to lose because they just can't create much. But, um, you know, having said that, how many goals in the last few games now? It's five, um, six, uh, six, seven goals in the last five games. And they hadn't scored, scored one in 13 or one in one in 10 or something before then. So, you know, it's it's definitely signs that things are turning around and, you know, hopefully they can start to look up the table now rather than um, rather than down at the uh, the bottom three. We'll get back to Mark in just a moment. Just a quick ask of you guys can please like and subscribe to the podcast, especially if you are on Apple Podcasts. If you head to the Everything is Black and White channel where all our episodes can be found, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see your chance to leave us a star rating and a review. If you could fill that in, it would really mean a lot. It helps the podcast grow that little bit further. And why not share the podcast as well to your Newcastle United supporting friends and family for all the drama, joy, elation and anger that comes with reporting and supporting this club. Now back to Mark Douglas on that great victory against Southampton. You mentioned the goals there though, and this leads us into kind of a final round of questions. It is about these injuries and who's going to come in. I mean, obviously, Callum Wilson, it looks like he'll probably miss that Chelsea game. We'll wait until next week for you know the club to confirm it. But Steve Bruce isn't speaking too positively about uh, Callum Wilson's injuries, hamstring. Who comes in? Because uh, and, and and we don't want to criticise Joe Linton too much because it was a, you know, he, he came in and then obviously Henrik gets sent off. So the, the whole dynamic of the game changes. But I wasn't too impressed with what I saw. A lot of people, yeah. and I'm probably in this boat, would have preferred to see Dwight Gale come in because he runs the channels a little similar to to Callum Wilson. Would you start Joe Linton against Chelsea? Would you start Dwight Gale? Would you start Andy Carroll? For you, who is the man to replace Callum, Callum Wilson? Well, I'd like to see Dwight Gale get a chance, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, But obviously, he's in a sort of weird situation with his contract. And I would think that there might be an element of Steve Bruce looking at, looking at the Dwight Gale situation and thinking, well, you know, do I want to give him too many chances? Because he might not be here next season. Do I build the team around, you know, do I start to play him in that role? I'm not sure whether that's definitely in his thinking, um, but it wouldn't surprise me. The problem with Jalinton is he, we know, we've known, he, he, he's not a lone striker. He doesn't play that role particularly well. He, he really struggled dreadfully last season doing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a body, he's, you know, he, he will defend, you know, he, he, he will defend himself, he's selfless in that way, but, the ball just wasn't sticking to him today, was it? And I don't think he, I don't think he makes those runs that Newcastle need need him to make. Like you said, the, the, the difference between him and Callum Wilson, who's a born goal scorer and a born striker, it's, it's night and day. And I just don't think it does him any favours to, to play him like that. I think probably if you're gonna, you know, if you're looking for somebody to play to play to play in that game, I would say I would say either Dwight Gale or, or even Andy Carroll, because Carroll, you know, Carroll, if if you've got somebody putting crosses in if you've got somebody needing to um, you know an Alan Samaxman who's playing balls in across across the front of the goal then Andy Carroll's a better bet than um, than Jalinton um, Jalinton hadn't been involved much recently so it was a surprise when he sort of came off the bench um, I suppose Bruce would say that the means you know the means justified the ends and they did they did get the win so um, you know that, there you go but yeah he wasn't I don't think he was great to be honest with you he wasn't you know what he, he, he's Let's be honest. He, he's been a bit of a disappointment, really, in that in, from from that you know that that situation. He's he's somebody who I think will offer them something. He, you know, he can play on the left. He, he played quite well in the the two with Wilson. I quite like that when I when I saw that when I saw that um, 
over the uh, kind of November period, wasn't it? Like October, November period, they played quite well together. But he's not on his, he's not a front man on his own. You know, he just doesn't, it's just not, it's not there for him, is it? Um, so, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably say Gale, just to see how he's, you know, see how he is. He, he looked quite lively when he played those couple of little cameos and he was great. You know, you saw him today, delighted, I think, for the other lads that, that, um, that they'd, you know, they'd won the game. Um, and he saw his little tweet at the end as well, saying how delighted he was as well. So he's clearly not, um, he's clearly part of the group, big part of the group as well. So I'd like to see him get his chance next week. And then we move back into that midfield. Obviously, Hendrick will be suspended. So there's a space there. Do one of the long staffs come in? Do we see Hayden go back into the midfield? And, you know, I mean, Clark should be back all being well. You know, his partner uh, is expecting their, their, their child. So best wishes to them. And all being well, he'll be back in the side for the Chelsea game. But obviously, they've got massive injuries. So what happens? Because obviously, Hayden's probably the key element in all of this. Uh, well, you'd love to see Hayden back in midfield because that's his kind of natural position, um, and I think they do lose something when he's when he's not there because uh, he's better at that that role than Hendrick. And I think Hayden and you know Hayden and Shelby and Willock might be a really nice, really interesting mid, midfield three to see play. Um, so yeah, you'd hope that he was in there, but if not, then um, could it be a could it be a, a chance to go back in for for Matty Longstaff, who's I said let nobody down when he played. Sean Longstaff just seems just way out of favour favour at the moment he doesn't seem anywhere near it and to be honest with you hasn't played that well when he's been in so it um, doesn't surprise me entirely that he's he's not in there um, but yeah maybe Matty Longstaff potentially if Isaac Hayden's in, in defence but I'd like to see Hayden in there because I think that'd be a good midfield three um, with with Willock kind of pushing forward um, you know, John Joe Shelby got a bit of stick didn't he over the last couple of games but I thought he played okay today and he, you know again and he put he put he put a decent amount of effort in today I thought um, and he you know he's he was kind of what what they needed. I think he's, you know, he's threading threading through some nice through balls as well. He's not a, he's not, you know, he, I know he's never going to look like he's putting the effort in like Hayden did. But I think he did a, I think he did a decent job today. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be criticising him today. I know he gave the ball away a couple of times in the first half, but players like him, creative players like him, are going to give the ball away because he, he attempts the kind of passes that he that he does sometimes. So. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that 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 three in there. Give Shel- keep Shelby in the team, to be honest. And we'll finish then on Miguel Miron. We've mentioned him briefly, but another top performance from him today. Uh, he definitely got one of the goals. I did read somewhere that the second goal had also been uh, awarded to him. I, I haven't. I've read that throughout the game, so I haven't checked it out yet. But regardless, I mean, he was fantastic throughout. And when the when, when the pressure was really on. He was nicking in and winning the balls, and he, you know, like a little Duracell bunny, just just hitting the ball out of danger and drawing a foul, and just giving them a little bit of relief when when the most needed it. And it's nice to see him playing with a smile on his face again. Yeah, I mean, he, he, the one player I think Steve Bruce said afterwards, the one player who's really benefit from this change of system is Almiron. He's really been, um, he's really been excellent. Lee Ryder gave him a ten out of ten today, and I think you know it was a ten out of ten performance. Um, he's. It, that's his role, isn't it? That's his role. That's where he needs to play every week, week in, week out. And when he does play in that role, he, he, he you know, he, he benefits the team. I know there was a few people saying earlier in the season that they thought, you know, he's limited, average, um, doesn't do it. But he's a special player. I think he's he's quick. He's worked so hard, and he's getting better. I think he's getting better. The more and more he gets used to this this league, and he's been here a couple of years now. He's, yeah, he's been here two years now, isn't it? And it, I think he's. I think he's been really, really good. And he's added goals to his game. I mean, it seems a long time ago since we were sort of saying, 
you know, remember we were kind of waiting for his first goal. It was only a year ago. He scored goals since then. He's he's looked he's looked decent. I know he, he got a lot of stick to near the reverse game, reverse fixture between Newcastle and Southampton when he gave that ball away, dawdling um, at the start of it. And, you know, he was, it was sort of, you know, what's happened to Miguel Almiron. But you stick with players like him. You stick with them, you know. It's like Callum Wilson had a bit of a lean period earlier in this um you know, in December where he was, you know, not scoring the goals, some goals that he felt he should have scored with. But he's a class act. You stick with players. You know, form is um, is temporary and, and class kind of is permanent, really. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it's true. And I, I feel that about Almiron. There's one or two players in that team who you stick with because you know that they will deliver um, when um, when they need to. And Almiron's one of them in my opinion. Now joined by Lee Ryder live from St. James's Park. And Lee... What an absolutely crazy game. Have you ever seen a game of football like that before? Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen one or two like that. But, you know, to be hanging on with, with nine men towards the end was, uh, you know, I have to be honest, it was looking like they weren't going to hold on because the task just seemed too much. And had they only got a draw out of the game, then I think, you know, People possibly would have accepted the point, but given they had the nine men. But there, there again, they clung on. Um, it was such a difficult game, really. And I thought people like Hayden and Dummett were sensational towards the end defensively. Uh, but Almiron, that was one of his most mature performances yet. Um, just even, even with 10 minutes left, when they went down to nine, he was the one that was saying, calm down. He was the one who was pointing the direction where he wanted the ball. He was the one who got it in the corner. Um, it was quite a fantastic performance by him, but ultimately the nine men deserve the credit. Most certainly. I don't think anyone would disagree with that, Lee. A really good, hard-working group of players there. Loads of team effort on show. A really well-earned victory. It does come, of course, with the bad news that Callum Wilson left the pitch with an injury. What did Steve Bruce tell reporters after the game about that? A hamstring injury for Wilson, so he's going to be doubtful for the next game. Um, obviously, they've got a bit of extra time to get ready, but we'll see. Um, Fabian Scher sounds like a bad one. We're awaiting more details on that. And Mankio as well could be a long one. So Newcastle could be depleted with injuries after this game. So the fact they held on and got the points was so important um, you know given the squad has had trouble already this season um, the fact that you know to lose possibly Wilson Mankio and Sher in one game is uh, is devastating but hopefully um, they can shake off the injuries but we'll have to wait and see Fingers crossed that they can come back sooner than expected all three will be a huge loss to Newcastle United on that first half though Lee Newcastle were like a different beast, a total different animal. They were really good going forward. What did you make of their first half performance? Yeah, first half they were, you know, take away the goal for Southampton. They were fantastic, you know. Um, <laughs> they were they were probably kicking themselves to, to let Southampton back in it at 2-1. But, you know, they redeemed themselves and, you know, 3-1 at the break. People were probably dreaming of, can they choke up six or seven? You know, given what happened to Southampton the other night, but I did think, you know, this is Newcastle United and anything can happen. So, look, the the way they've done it, I mean, they could have even been 4 1 up. John Joe Shelby um, missed a good opportunity at the start of the second half. That would have probably put the seal on the game there and then. But, you know, Jeff Hendricks' red card, very silly. 
uh, two yellow cards and I, I don't understand a player of his experience why he's let himself do that it's not the first time it's happened to him either um, so he'll probably look back on that one probably the good thing is Newcastle have got so many midfielders uh, that you know they can bring someone in for the next game with, with Hendrick suspended but um, yeah you just don't know where to start with that game so, so many incidents Joe Willick gets his first goal for Newcastle United in his first outing at St James's Park. Not many people manage that. He's in quite a selective crowd when it comes to that achievement. Alan Shearer, Supermark, Mickey Quinn, Les Fernand, some of Newcastle's greatest ever players have done so, but many others don't manage that feat. So it's quite an achievement for the young lad. And we really got an idea of what he's all about today, didn't we? We can see why Steve Bruce wanted to bring him in. We can see why he's gone straight into that first team energy, creativity, and obviously tops it off with a goal. He was just brilliant today, wasn't he? Yeah, he made a difference from the beginning. Uh, he was winning tackles in midfield and going forward. And, you know, to, to cap it with a goal uh, was, was fantastic. I mean, Steve Bruce, uh, he said, you know, he wanted to bring goal scorers in from midfield. And that's exactly what's happened. He's delivered and, he's, you know, he's full of energy and enthusiasm and it was, uh, it was good to see. Good to see him get that debut goal and hopefully it's the first of many. And we had Paul Dummett come off the bench for Alan St Maximan and he was really key in protecting the lead and helping Newcastle get those three valuable points. It was really back to the wall stuff once Cher had to go off and Newcastle were down to nine men. They'd already been up against it with Henrik sending off. But Paul Dummett, you know, Steve Bruce you know, hinted or even suggested that he, he wouldn't be fit, he wouldn't be ready for this game. He was struggling. So to come off the bench in a scenario where you are going to have to be switched on, you're going to be under pressure, there's so much work to do. You know, he was really, really good and it was nice to see. Yeah, he was. And uh, <laughs> he, gets the, he gets the nickname Paul Dummett 7, doesn't he? Because of his his consistency. But, you know, today he was, uh, he was a 9 for me and he actually, funnily enough, made 7 clearances in the 24 minutes he was on the pitch. So, outstanding for him to come in and do that and it's just typical of um, you know of a player that's committed to the cause and you know there was some unbelievable clearances towards the end it was uh, real nail biting stuff and had the fans been in the stadium I think at the final whistle uh, it would have been something else but you know I think back home they'd have been celebrating that one you know you know like I, I would say if I was being stereotypical, I would say like a cup win, but you know, I, I know that's uh, it's not not the right terminology given Newcastle's poor poor record in the cup. So look, I think they'll take this, they move on on twenty five points now, four or five wins away from from getting safety. They should be able to do it. They needed a win today. They've done that. Um, everyone get their breath back, enjoy match of the day and night, and uh, you know move forward from there. So just a quick note, we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And if you're liking what you're hearing, why not come and see what we're producing? We'd really like you to hit subscribe. We're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook. We'd really like the likes, the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support, we can't get very far. So thank you very much for listening.